Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of For a Time Such as This. I'm so excited to start this um, and to get it going. Um, I really, really pray that it would be a blessing to everyone and that the Lord would ultimately be glorified through it. Um, Since this is the first episode, I kind of wanted to just give a little bit of a testimony slash about me um, going just because some of you don't know who I am, some of you do, and so I think it would be really helpful. Plus, um, you know, the Bible talks a lot about there being such power in people's testimonies because of the amazing things that the Lord does, and so I really want to take this time to glorify the Lord share about things that he's done in my life, um, and kind of connect you to who I am, um, as time goes forward. So, uh, let's pray to get things going and then we'll start talking about how cool Jesus is. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for how good you are, um, for your faithfulness, Lord, and for your mercy. Um, I pray that you would remind us of those things every single day, Lord, and that we would walk in faith in what you have for us. Lord, that we would uh, say no to ungodliness, Lord, but we would live righteously before you uh, through the power of your Holy Spirit. And I just pray, Lord, that um, we would live lives worthy of the calling you've placed on our lives, God, and that we would glorify you in everything that we do, including our actions, what we say, what we think, Lord, the motivations of our heart, God. I thank you so much for everything that you've done. Amen. Okay, so uh, to get things going, I... uh, kind of grew up in a Christian home, kind of didn't. I would more so call it a lukewarm household. Um, My parents had me when they were not married. They were 18 and 19 when I was born. Uh, My mom did not grow up in a Christian household and my dad did, but neither of them were walking with the Lord. Um, They were living in sin together, doing things they shouldn't be doing, hence how I was born um, to be frank, um, but, um, my dad decided to get married, because that's what you do when you have a kid, according to his logic at the time, um, which ultimately was what God wanted, they're still together, praise the Lord, um, but that's kind of where they were at, um, I remember when I was younger, them fighting a lot, not going so hot, not doing too well. Um, but then it all changed one day and we started going to church and I was like, okay, cool church. Awesome. Um, and little did I know that someone from high school had reached out to my dad, um, out of the blue, hadn't heard from him in years and said, Hey, I'm in town. Let's go to church. Uh, while he was there, um, at church, with my parents, um, after the service was over, this random couple comes up to my parents and says, Hey, can I pray for your marriage? They were like, well, that's crazy because we didn't say anything about our marriage issues, but obviously that's the Holy spirit. And that's what he does when he's trying to get your attention. And so I think from that moment, um, it was one of those things where it kind of like began to rekindle, um, then the knowledge of the truth that my dad had in his heart and rekindle the um, kind of wonder that my mom had about that aspect of her life that she never really had a, a true experience with as far as inside of her household with her parents or with her family members. Um, 
And so I remember we started going to church every Sunday. Uh, my parents started getting involved in Bible study. And uh, my mom actually enrolled me in a private Christian school in first grade. Um, went there until I was in, about in fourth grade. Um, and that was kind of my first experience with what Christianity looked like, with who God was, with the Bible. Um, it was really interesting because that I, I experienced the Lord first from an academic standpoint, which kind of did me a disservice at the beginning. But looking back, it was a blessing because God uses what the enemy intended for evil for good and works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So shout out to Jesus for redeeming that. But it really kind of started out my walk with the Lord kind of difficult. Um, I'm a super competitive person. Um, up until very recently, I had a lot of pride issues. And so um, taking your relationship with the Lord from an academic, have to be the best, have to get all A's, have to know everything about everything standpoint, it was not a relationship. It was, wow, look at how religious I am because I know all the Bible stories and I know all the answers to the questions when we're in Bible time at school or at church. Everyone's like, oh, Taylor, like, what about this? And I'm like, oh, ha, 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 come look at me. I know more than you. And that's really how I approached it. Like, genuinely, that's how I approached school. That's how I approached sports. That's how I approached life in general. I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be the most liked. I wanted to know the most. I wanted to be ahead of everyone. And it was really bad, <laughs> to say the least. Um, I lived that way for a very long time. Um, and because of that, I didn't really have genuine friends. Um, there was a lot of people who kind of, I guess, liked me, who knows really at this point if they actually did or not, but I was, I tried to be the most popular kid ever, whatever. I tried to know as many people as I could. Um, but the point is around sixth grade, um, I had this friend at the time who was a very secular girl. Um, she dressed like the world. She smelled like the world. She looked like the world, which is all of us before we come into the saving grace of Jesus Christ. So that is not judgment upon her, but she invited me to church and I was like, well, that's interesting. Okay. Um, because in the back of my head, I had that legalistic view of this is what ch uh, church people are supposed to look like, not what this is what saved people look like. I was like, okay, well, you don't fit the model of what church is supposed to look like. So this is really interesting. It boggled my very academically motivated mind at the time. And uh, so I was like, you know what? Fine. She has a carefree attitude that I wish I could have. And her mom lets her do whatever she wants, and I wish my mom let me do whatever I want. So uh, I'm going to go to church with you because guess what? You have cool friends, which aren't really cool, but you know what I'm trying to say? I was in sixth grade, guys. Um, you have cool friends. You get to dress how you want. I'll go to your house after school, put on something cute, and we're going to go to church, which is so ridiculous. But again, I was in sixth grade, and I was 12. Um, and, you know, we had a little worship. I was like, okay, I know these songs, look at me, whatever. 
stupid, stupid, stupid. Then we sit down, we start listening to the sermon and everything changed. The Lord literally wrecked me, literally wrecked me. I was in tears crying the entire time. My friends, the people around me no longer mattered because I felt like I was just, it was just me and the pastor and the Holy Spirit was just speaking straight to me. Um, He was talking about how our sin deteriorates um, and decays our souls and we may look great, polished, put together, super popular, super awesome on the outside, but on the inside, because of pride and sin and all these different things, we ultimately have leprosy. And he was showing pictures of leprosy on the screen. He's like, that's what you look like to God when you don't give up your sin and you don't allow him to change your life. And I was like, oh my gosh, the God of the freaking universe literally looks at me and sees that wow, that's horrible. And I was like, Jesus, I am so sorry that I have been making decisions that make me decay and make me not live the life that you intended me to live. Jesus doesn't want us to live a life of decay and death. He defeated death. He wants us to live a life exceedingly and abundantly more than what we can ask or imagine and live a full life. And I was not living that life. I was living the life of sin and of pride and of just everything. Basically, the Bible says, how it says, clothe yourself in humility. I was clothing myself with accolades and good grades and people and just stupid things that don't matter. Um, and so that moment in sixth grade was when I gave my life to the Lord, um, And I said, I don't want to live this way anymore, but obviously that's on the beginning of the journey. Um, And so that's kind of where it started um, because I remember kind of approaching things, beginning to approach things a little bit differently. Obviously I still had struggles because your pride issues don't go away in a day. Your attention issues don't go away in a day, but I began to approach my relationship with the Lord a little bit differently. Um, I didn't even get baptized until I think about 10th grade. I was waiting for the Holy Spirit to really confirm in me his work and uh, if that makes sense or to tell me when to get baptized. Um, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel this deep conviction to get baptized the, the night I had that that moment with the Lord, um, which I thank him that I didn't because I think Baptism is such an immensely powerful and special moment that you don't want it to be done just for the sake of doing it. Like you have to really understand and grab a hold of the gravity of what Christ has done in your life. Um, But that's a whole another subject for another time. Um, But the time between sixth and 10th grade, when I ended up getting baptized, there's a lot that happened. Um, I had a lot of doubts on if this whole Christianity thing was even real. I started looking at other beliefs. Um, We were going through a world religion section in my history class in middle school. And I was like, wow, what if Buddhism's real? What if Hinduism's real? What if Islam's real? Um, And me having the scientific mind at the time that I I did, um, I started comparing everything to Christianity and to the Bible and it's like okay well what about this what about this who believes what 
How did they come up with that belief? Where did it come from? What is their holy scripture? What is their holy book that they cling on to? Do they have one God? Do they have many gods? Does it make sense? Does it sound ridiculous? And every single time, of course, I came back with the same conclusion, and that is that Christianity is the true religion and Jesus is the only way to heaven. Jesus is the only way to live a fulfilled life um, and that all other roads are paths to hell. Um, and then uh, fast forward into finally I hit high school. Um, tenth grade comes around, hands down, worst year ever. Um, at least in the years of school. Um, I, out of nowhere, was hit with this deep, deep depression. Um, I almost dropped out of school, was like, Mom, I'm done. I don't want to be there anymore. I'm just going to drop out and do online school or get my GED or something. And I'd sleep all the time. I'd lock myself in my room. As soon as i get home, I wouldn't hang out with my friends anymore. Um, I didn't want to do anything but lay in my bed and just sulk in my sadness. And I would avoid people at lunch. I would just hide in one of the teacher's classrooms and give some people some lame excuse on why I wasn't hanging out with anybody like, oh, I have a lot of homework or, oh, I just am tired or whatever. Um, but I really was depressed. I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't get it. Um, and I was like, God, like, come on, homie, like, help me. Like, I remember what you did for me in sixth grade. Like, you do really cool things. Uh, help me out. And... I just kept feeling depressed, you know, because sometimes God does not always take things away right then in that moment or even at all sometimes. And I was like, okay, fine. Maybe it's your will that I just drop out of school and I just do it at home. And so I prayed and I was like, okay, God, I know that you'll answer me. So I'm going to ask you a question. And I was like, all right, if you want me to stay at school, then please Confirm that to me by having someone ask me about my faith at school. And I was like, all right. I left it in God's hands. We're going to figure this out. It's going to be good. So then I go to school and I wait and wait and wait. And every single conversation someone has with me, I'm like, oh, is this going to be the person? Are they going to ask me about my faith? Are they going to ask me about God? Are they going to ask me a question about Jesus? And they wouldn't. Then first period goes by. Second period goes by. Then we're into lunch. And then we're into seventh period. And I'm like, wow, come on. Like, this is crazy. And uh, I was involved in an after-school club. And so I was just like, whatever. School's over. Maybe it's someone in the club that's going to ask. So then I was just in the club. I was It was a robotics club. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to highlight what I just said, even though it's kind of funny. Um, I was in my robotics club because I was an engineering nerd um, in middle school and high school um, and I was like doing a lot of things programming some things building some things whatever um, and then we come up and I realized that it's the last five minutes of this club meeting and I was like oh my gosh I guess I'm not going to school anymore <laughs> and uh then I like walk back into the other room where everybody else is and there was, this is going to sound so funny and so ridiculous at the same time, there was an Illuminati 
logo that someone had like drawn on the board and I went and I erased it and my atheist no sorry my catholic turned atheist teacher says oh what did you erase that because you're a Christian or something? And I was like, wait a second. Did you just ask me about Christianity? Excuse me? And I was like, uh, yeah. Because, you know, that's of the devil. And, you know, I'm a Christian and I don't think that those are good things. You know, the devil's evil, blah, blah, blah. And then it starts this whole hour-long conversation with me and my, let me re, re- uh, iterate what I just said, my Catholic-turned-atheist teacher, we had a whole hour-long conversation about the Lord, about the cross, about the resurrection, the whole gospel. And these verses that I hadn't read in so long just start, boom, 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 coming. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the Holy Spirit. I'm staying at school. Lord, you have a purpose for me here. I'm going to stay. Um, Did my depression go away? No, it didn't. Um, But God was telling me, Taylor, I'm walking with you through it. And I was like, all right, that's enough for me. I'm going to stay at school and I'm going to just speak about the Lord to these people. So every chance I got, I would ask this teacher these questions about like, so why were you a Catholic? What made you believe in that? Why did you turn atheist? Why don't you believe in that anymore? Would you be willing to go to church again? Just all these different things. And it was so cool and so interesting to see God move. And then April rolls around, Resurrection Sunday's approaching, um, and the Lord had told me it's time to get baptized. And I was like, all right, God. Um, And around this same time, I basically told God, Lord, you can have my depression. I don't want it anymore. He took it. Boom. Gone. And I was like, okay. That was awesome and miraculous. And I'm not sad anymore, but I'm filled with the joy of the Lord. That's so cool. And I get baptized and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Like it, I can't describe the feeling. I went down one person and came back another. And I mean, that's what baptism is all about. You are buried with Christ in baptism and you're raised to walk in a brand new life and let me tell you guys, I was living a brand new life, and my life has never been the same since that moment. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot of things happened, especially between my 10th and 12th grade year. Um, a lot of spiritual growth happened. God was just doing miracles left and right. He was speaking to me and just building my faith and using the Holy Spirit to confirm things in me. Um, I mean, there was this little girl um, that our family knows and she was diagnosed with cancer and she had a tumor in her brain and I was just really hurt about that I was like god come like let's heal this girl like well not let's because I don't have any power but I was like lord please heal her (laughs) and this is me bringing my request to you to heal her and I remember we were praying and praying and then one night I was praying for her and god just told me like taylor it's okay I'm going to heal her and I was like okay cool. (laughs) Good to know. And it was just so peaceful and like so powerful in that moment. It was just like, I'm going to heal her. And I was like, okay, cool. And there wasn't any doubt about what I heard. It was just, I'm going to do this. And I was like, okay. And a couple weeks later, my dad gets a call and boom, she's healed completely brain free of tumor. And we were like, 
praising the Lord. Hallelujah. So good. God is so powerful. And God was like, see, Taylor, I hear you. And I was like, wow, that's so crazy. The God of the universe hears me. That's mind boggling. But okay, Jesus, I'm going to keep coming to you. And so just things like that start happening and happening and happening. Um, it, it was insane. Um, things like that started happening when it came time to start choosing schools. Um, I really wanted to go to Baylor. Uh, it's an incredible school in Waco, Texas, and I'd wanted to go there since I was 12. And, uh, you know, you don't really think about it until it actually comes about. And I'm the oldest kid in my family. My parents didn't go to college. So they were like, yeah, okay, yeah, we're going to go to Baylor. And then senior year comes and they start looking at the cost and it smacks them right in the face. And they're like, mm, we're not going to go to Baylor. Um, but I remember, and before I say what I'm about to say, um, we have to be so, so careful when we ask the Lord for a sign, um, because it's not always something that God's going to give us. Sometimes we just have to step out in faith and trust that he's going to, um, show up. But there has been a couple times in my life where God has used things like this to build my faith. And one of them was a football game. We we're playing Texas Tech and I was just like, God, let this happen. I'm not going to say all the specifics because it's, it, I don't know. But uh, I was just like, God, this is going to be the result. And the, that was the result. I was like, let this be the result if this is what your will is for my life. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to Baylor. And from that moment on, I was like, I'm going. That's it. I'm going. And um, so I didn't really think about it much until I applied. And I was like, right? Did I get accepted? I literally would refresh it every single day. I know they send out emails and I know they send out stuff in the mail, but I was determined to find out if I got into this school. So I'd literally log in every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day and see if I got accepted. And finally I did. And I was flipping out and I ran up to my mom and was like, mom, I got accepted to Baylor. And she says, how are you going to pay for it? And I was like, okay, thanks for the vibe killer mom. But I got accepted to Baylor and that's nothing against my mom. She had a very valid question, but I knew that God was going to get me there. So it was kind of like, mom, I already told you I'm going. So like, why is this a big deal? Um, but something that God kept reminding me is God is bigger than money. And that's something that this youth group I was going to, um, at that time was talking about because they would send these kids to camp all the time. It was a super small church and they'd just pay for people to go to camp because God would provide for them to do so. And I was like, God's bigger than money. It's going to happen. Um, and then, you know, it's it started seeming like there was just all these doors closing, doors closing in my face, doors closing. And I was like, what's going on, God? I thought you said I'm going to Baylor. Excuse me. And um, and I was like, okay, so do you not want me to go to Baylor? So then I started looking at some other schools that he had literally he put in front of me I mean there was a school that's not too far away from my house called Vanguard and it's it is a Christian school as it says on their website that's all I'm going to say about that and uh, they gave me a way better academic scholarship than Baylor did their highest academic scholarship and I was like wow that's unexpected thank you they invited me to this whole like ceremony for these people that get this scholarship and we I was like all right, guys, like, this is a big scholarship. Like, I have to go check it out. Like, it's a Christian school. It's close to home. You know, maybe that's what God wants. And so I go and I check it out. 
And they just didn't honor the Lord the way that they should have. It was all about, we have such great teachers. We have this. We do all of these great things. And not once did they say, but God, or praise the Lord, or all glory to the Most High. It was, we are the best. We are great. You should come to our school because this. You guys are awesome. You guys are great. You guys earned it. And it's like, no, no, no. I am nothing without Christ. This opportunity is nothing without him giving it to me. So, eh. and I just told God, I was like, God, I don't want to go to a school that doesn't honor you. I don't want to go to a school that isn't going to praise you the way that they should and isn't going to build me up in the manner that I need to be built up. And then scholarship after scholarship came in from Baylor. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to Baylor. And so my parents were on board They're like, wow, God does provide. It was awesome. It was a testimony of God's power and provision to a lot of different people and to me, myself. I was like, God, you're good. Then it gets even wilder. Um, Three days before I was going to leave to move to Texas to go to Baylor, um, I was at church. And this guy, he was one of the, like, mentor slash youth pastor people um and he comes up to me he's like hey taylor what god told me to give you something and i was like no you don't have to give me anything like people were giving me like going away gifts and i was like you don't have to do that like it's okay he's like no i was praying this week and god told me to give you something and i was like all right well if god said it okay but you really don't have to so he's like no just come follow me to my car so we walk over to his car and he pulls out his wallet and he hands me five hundred dollars you guys $500. And I was like, excuse me? What? And he's like, God told me to give this to you. And little did he know, I had literally prayed the week before that, asking God to provide book money. Because it was already going to be thin with the scholarships that I was getting. And I did not budget for books. With the money that I was going or that my family was going to help me pay out of pocket that was left over from not having scholarships, uh, I didn't budget for books. My parents were like, all right, you got everything figured out? Yeah, of course I do because I didn't know. And then I was like, oh, crap, I need books. How can I study at freaking college if I don't even have books? So like, you know what, God, you obviously want me to go to Baylor. You obviously paved a way to do that. So you're going to provide for books. And then homeboy walks up with $500. And I was like, dude, I literally just prayed for this last week. And here you are saying God told you to give me something. What the heck? And then before I left that day, this other man who's a friend of my dad's comes up to me with an envelope. and He's like, here's a little card. Just wanted a little something. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. I was not expecting money in it. I was just expecting a nice little card saying we're going to be praying for you. And that's super awesome and important. And I love that. But I mean, I don't want things. I don't need things like whatever. You get the point of what I'm trying to say. But then I open it up and guess what? It's another $100. Mind blown. $600 in one day. Boom. For books. Then the day before I leave, this other couple that I've known or that have really known me since I was probably born, um, show up at our house, hadn't seen him in like two years, and they're like, oh, we just wanted to see Taylor before she left, and then they give me an envelope, and it has $150 in it, so I walk into school 
with $750. Guess what? Took care of all of my books for the entire semester and some. And I was like, God, you always provide more. You always provide what we need and more. So good. So good. So I feel like I really am talking a lot. Apologize. There's just a lot of really cool things that God's done in my life. Um, so I just really feel like it's edifying for people to hear because God is good all the time. Um, so I guess I'll kind of give, you know, the quick little rundown of that moment to where I'm at right now. Um, senior year of high school, right before I left for Baylor, got diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, uh, lost a lot of weight. If you know me, you know I'm a really small person as it is, so losing weight is not healthy. Um, but he gave me, uh, God gave me Second Corinthians 2, 3 through 4, where it just talks about the comfort that we receive from God. We can give to others um, in a response when I asked him, why do I have anxiety? I literally prayed. I was like, God, why do I have anxiety? Boom. Second Corinthians 2, 3 through 4 came to my mind. And I was like, okay, thank you for that answer. Um, and then... Um, I was like thinking, I was like, God, like, what do you want me to do next? Like, I'm at school. Cool. I'm at Baylor. You led me to this awesome church through the Holy Spirit. That was so cool. What, what do you want me to do? And as I was praying this over the culmination of a couple months and weeks and stuff, um, I kept having this same image that would pop into my mind of this stage and it was set up a certain way and there was kids um well I didn't realize there were kids at the time but there was people worshiping at this stage and I was like okay is that a camp I know a lot of my friends here do this whole camp thing um must be a Christian college student thing because where I'm from it's not really a big thing I was like do I do a camp but where is this camp whatever so then I just was like, no, nah, I'll just search it up. So I literally went on this website and it was like Christian camps. And I was like anywhere in the USA. I don't know. I don't even know if I put any filters on it. I just said camps anywhere. I may have put special needs ministries because I really love kids with special special abilities I love how the Holy Spirit corrected that as I was speaking. Special abilities. Um, because they really just blow my mind as to how genuine they can love people and love God despite physical and mental things that may make them look or act or feel a little bit differently than other people. Uh, but the point is, I don't remember what filters I put on there. All I know is somehow, some way, I came across a camp in Michigan, a state I've never been to before, other than the summer that I worked there and I clicked on it and I was like scrolling through their page and I was like oh I love videos because you can tell a lot about a place in a video so I clicked on their little video and like one or two minutes in the exact image that was in my mind when I was praying to God asking what he wanted me to do was in their video and I was like what I replayed it and I was like I've seen that before and I need to be at that camp and so I applied, and uh, they have day camps and uh, an actual camp base, and I wanted to go to the camp base in Michigan and be a high school counselor for special needs kids. But what I ended up getting hired for is 
day camps in Indiana as a regular counselor. Or maybe it was an inclusion counselor. I don't remember. All I remember is I didn't get what I wanted. Which is fine. Because I was like, God, you obviously want me to be here. So I will do whatever you want. Because you clearly want me to be at this place. Or be affiliated with this organization. And so um, I end up getting a call a couple weeks later. And the guy who hired me, who is the head of the day camps in Indiana, he was like, Taylor, I'm really sorry, but but we kind of need you somewhere else. And I was like, well, where do you need me? You can put me wherever you want. And he said, oh, really? And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, God clearly wants me to work with you guys, so sure. And he's like, well, they really need you to be a high school counselor for special needs kids in Michigan at the overnight camp. And I was like, you're lying. And he's like, no, I, I'm sorry. And I was like, dude, I wanted that anyways. It's totally fine. That's what I originally wanted. That's totally fine. And so that that happened. Just crazy, crazy stuff. Um, I went there and crazy, crazy, crazy things were happening left and right. I mean, I remember one night, uh, the whole week we had been talking about just the Lord setting you free and going through things and um, just all this different stuff. And I was supposed to have a kid... So the way it worked is if you were a special needs counselor, or we called it inclusion, which I love, if you were an inclusion counselor, you would get a kid that was your own, and you would take care of them, and you would include them in the group with everybody else. And so you'd live with your uh, camper in with the regular cabins with everybody else, but you would just help them out if they need a little bit extra help understanding something. Or if they needed a modification to one of the activities, you would be their buddy to do that. Um, But I remember for a group of two-week campers, they were like, Taylor, we really need to be a regular counselor. We don't have enough. And I was like, that's fine. I love being an inclusion counselor, but I'll do whatever you need. And God had a plan for that. Um, I remember one night, these kids, these two girls that God had just really put in my life. And he was just using me and using them and I was pouring into them that week and God was just showing them so many things we're in worship and we're just praising God and they start crying just bawling their eyes out and they were just just kneeling before the throne of God and just asking for their chains to be broken and for them to be set free and I remember We walked into the bathroom to kind of like wipe their tears away and they're just like smiling but crying and I was like what like what's going on and they're just like Taylor my chains are broken and I was like oh my gosh like what is happening and so I started crying they're crying and you just felt the Holy Spirit's presence and it was absolutely incredible and there was things like that that were happening all the time and it was obvious again confirmation that I was supposed to be there was it was insane um, it was beautiful. And so, um, a lot of things happened that summer. That could be a whole nother episode too, but the point of the matter is Jesus is good and he is so awesome. So then, uh, I get back from camp at Baylor and I was on a spiritual high and then things just slowly fell apart. Um, I ended up in a spiritual drought that barely ended a couple months ago and I started feeling super anxious my anxiety was just kicking high 
and um, I started slowly spending less time with the Lord and became a Sunday-only Christian, and then I dropped out of Baylor. Um, I was working at Chick-fil-A while I was going to Baylor, and so I started working full-time at Chick-fil-A, and I was like, well, this is going to be my life. It's okay. I love Waco, love my church, still have my friends, but what God had really showed me in the past week really is although I was working full-time I was sacrificing my relationship with the Lord excuse me again sorry for work and for school and that's not okay those things are supposed to be built around the Lord not the Lord be built around them and um, I was in a discipleship group and I was in a bible study and I was going to church every Sunday and then both the Bible study and the discipleship group were dropped because I was working. I was like, sorry guys, I'm at work. It's like, okay, well, why does that matter? Just change your availability and say you can't be available on the two days that you have that. Well, at my job, we had a full availability raise. So if you were open whenever, you got like a dollar or two extra or something an hour. And I was like, I'm all about that money. So I was like, I'm fully available, which is stupid and greedy and prideful. And I repented of that. And I'm trying to change because the Lord just revealed that to me. And I was like, Jesus, I'm really sorry about that. That's really stupid. Um, and I felt the effects of it. And I'm barely getting out of that right this moment. You know, like the Lord is still getting me out of that spiritual drought that I had been in for literally so long. Probably a year. And it was a rough one. Um, then last winter slash spring comes around and I was like well, maybe I should move home that's probably a good idea and I was just tired and just didn't feel great about where I was um and I had been back and forth about moving home for so long I was living in an apartment by myself in Waco which was super sick but also I was like what's going on so I just started praying and I was like, God, like, I don't know what to do with my life right now. I think I should move home. I don't know. So then I was like, Lord Jesus, if you want me to move home, again, we have to be careful about this. But I was like, my tax return is going to cover the amount that I need to ship my car back home because my car is not stable enough to drive 1,200 miles away. So I ship it back home and I fly. Um, so I was like, God, you're going to cover it. It's fine if that's your will for my life. And if not, I'm staying. Well, it was like 670, I don't know, 600 something dollars to ship my car back home. And I got my tax return check and guess how much it was? 600 and something dollars because that's how God works. And so I was like, okay, I'm going home. So then this past July, I ended up moving back home to California. And I came home to a hot mess. Uh, my cousin was deathly ill, almost died. Praise the Lord, he healed her a couple months ago. But I came home to her in our home, which was awesome, but watching her slowly deteriorate almost to the point of death in the ER every other day, sick, sick, sick. Um, and just with the, my own issues that I was dealing with, started having some health issues of my own, um, just not fun stuff. Um, and then my cousin gets healed and then my grandma almost dies and it was just all this stuff. And then we put my dog down that I've had since I was 
literally 10 years old. So it's just like all this like random stuff. And I'm just like, what the heck? But God has really been showing me lately that I need to be in his presence and I need to pray more and I need to be with him more if I expect to, one, to survive any of this, but two, to even move forward and be able to learn from it. And so this past month has been absolutely incredible. Like the Lord has just been just pouring out all this knowledge and and his spirit on me and his love and his grace. And he's been changing my heart and I just see things so differently and it's incredible. Um, and God really showed me um, that even though things are harder than we can bear on our own, those things cause us to rely on the Lord and not on ourselves, um, which is so, so vitally important if we expect to, one, make it through this life, but two, to walk through the gates of heaven one day and to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Like, we have to rely on the Lord completely. Um, And God is just showing me so much of that and just revealing so much in his word and Um, I've been praying for just a hunger and a thirst for his word and his righteousness. And like, let me tell you, it's real. Like I have missed the last two days in the word and I'm feeling it. But last week I remember I was just reading the word and like, I didn't want to stop and I was praying and I didn't want to stop. And the only reason why I did is because I didn't get up early enough and I had to go to work, which was bad on my part, but I didn't want to stop. And it was incredible. And the Lord is just calling us into his presence, pulling you deeper into his presence. But you have to be willing. You have to let him. Um, and you have to just chase him. And he says that if you seek you seek him with all your heart, you'll find him. And so, like, that's just really what God's showing me. And he's just blowing my mind with all kinds of crazy confirmations and things like that. It's just, it's absolutely insane. Um, and so kind of where I'm at right now I'm sorry this whole thing was so long-winded um if you made it to the end congratulations thank you so much um but throughout all of this God has really given me a heart to share the things that he has put on my heart and the things that he's revealing to me so look forward to some crazy cool stories and revelations from the word in the next couple episodes and well in all the episodes because they're all going to be by the Holy Spirit, but, um, just be willing to let the Lord speak to you. Um, be willing to search the scriptures. Don't take everything that I say at face value, but pray about it. Look it up in the Bible yourself and read the Bible for yourself because the worst thing that you can do for yourself and for your soul is to take what anybody says about spirituality, about the Bible and take it as fact without seeking the Lord yourself and without hearing from the Holy Spirit yourself and about without reading the Bible for yourself. That's why there's so many deceived people in the world is because they're not doing it for themselves with a writing on the faith of their mom, their dad, their pastor, their brother, or their sister. But your faith has to be your own. Um, so that's what I just want to kind of encourage you with. Um, thank you for listening. Please let me know if you have any suggestions. I love constructive criticism. If you think it sucked, tell me. If you think it was great, you don't have to tell me. Uh, if you have any suggestions about how I can do better or
things you want to hear me talk about next or hear from God about um because this is not me it's from the Lord um let me know but thanks guys love you all pray for me if you need prayer let me know thank you so much see ya later